162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com. Now they got crushed on the boards. Curry. It's good. Steph Curry from downtown. That shot was ridiculous. That shot was absolutely ridiculous. And Curry will bring it back out. Smart harassing. Curry now has Williams on him. Looking to unload it. Flips it up. Shot is good. Steph Curry dancing, prancing, and puts it in. And the Warriors up by three. Back to Curry. Step back. Three-pointer. Bang! Steph Curry drills the three. That's a six-point Warriors lead. Timeout, Boston. Was able to get just enough room from White to knock in another incredible shot. 38 points for Steph Curry. The Warriors have currently quieted the crowd here in Boston. Shoot-a-tron. Three thousand, unbelievable Friday night. Game is easy for Steph Curry as the NBA Finals are now two games apiece, and Andy Poland is also easy like Sunday morning. Good morning, Andy. How are you today? Hey, Zeb, how are you? Dude, Friday night. I'm great. Friday night, Steph Curry. Not sure how many people were up to watch it or out and about. It's summertime, you know, but still. If you missed that performance, you missed an absolute masterpiece. Yeah, and the temptation is to say, well, you know, he just jacks up threes. If you watch that performance, it was so much more than that. And even the threes that he shot, a lot of times he would drive he would kick, and then he would go behind a screen right. to hit another three. I mean, it was just a remarkable performance. He's now, I think he's, oh, I, I forget what his average is now in the finals. It's close to 32, 33 a game, I believe, and it's up there with the other greats in yeah. NBA Finals history. He has more 30-point, he has the same number of 30-point games in the finals as Kobe Bryant. And he's going to pass him with another 30-point game. I just wonder, what is it about Steph Curry in which he still, I think, lacks a little bit of that total respect from the basketball community? You know, I was just thinking about that before you came on. And I think it still has to do with the fact that he was overlooked coming out of high school. Seth Greenberg might still be coaching if he'd offered him a scholarship Virginia Tech, where he wanted to go. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that was the case, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, you know, his father went to Virginia Tech. Del right. one one of the early great shooters in the NBA, and he wanted to go to Virginia Tech, and all Seth would offer was preferred walk-on, so he went to Davidson. Wow. And then, then he's the seventh pick of the NBA draft. So you know, it's unlike 
when we compare the other greats of all time, even like Jordan, who was the third pick of the draft, and, you know, Wilt and all these others come along, they were, you know, always considered to be great. He's had to overcome twice an overlooked high school player and really an overlooked pro. And right. it's it's been remarkable. Has uh has good old uh uh what's his name uh talked about this oversight? Seth Greenberg, has he admitted oh, on yeah. ESPN, God was I can't believe I did that. And what was his <laughs> reasoning for doing it? That he was just too slight, too small, he didn't look yeah. like a, a D one player? Yeah, didn't think he was an ACC player. And, you know, even though his, his father was, uh, you know, he was he was very small. And I think in, when he started high school, he was like 5'5 five, five or something like that. Right. Uh, and, and he's, you know, he's 6'3". He's not, sure. you know, six feet tall. Uh, but, you know, nobody saw this coming. I, I, and even, you know, in college where he completely dominated at that level, but he also beat you know, Georgetown and teams like that, uh, you know, to get advanced in the NCAA tournament, I think to the final eight uh, when this right. is last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the uh, four games of the series so far, Curry is averaging 34.3 points per game with over the, over six rebounds and almost four assists. He's up to 137 points in 138 minutes. That's 1.46 points per shot, a career high for an NBA Finals. He's yeah, shooting also, 51% from two, 49% from three, and 85% from the line. And, and also, this takes on a little bit of the Jordan flu game because if you saw the still picture of Al Horford sitting on his ankle and Horford weighs 260, uh, you know, you didn't even know whether he was going to be able to play. And right. the fact that, that he came out and played and played at that level just dominated a game where, you know, he wasn't getting much from anybody else. Draymond Green for the second straight game stunk. Uh, they got a pretty decent game at a, at a Steph Curry, but I mean, at a Clay Thompson. But but other than that, he really didn't have a lot of help. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about one of the great defensive teams in recent NBA vintage in Boston, and they are completely ignoring role players who can't shoot. Uh, and they're just trying to smother Steph, limit Clay, and keep Poole from doing anything crazy. And yeah. Steph Curry is still running around him. There was the one highlight in the open there where he was just dribbling like a globetrotter <laughs> through guys, around guys, 25 feet on the wing, and they're frantically running after him because they know you give him one moment of space he can rise up and stick a three in your eye yeah and he's he's the generation of the driveway shooters now he had a he had a full court in his backyard and all that but he's a he's a wealthy suburban kid he he's not you know the typical player who who fought his way you know through the playgrounds in in harlem and things like that he's 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 not the fatherless yeah he's not the fatherless kid from the mean streets he yeah. is uh, he's the biracial unicorn, almost like, you know, Patrick Mahomes. You have the two best players in basketball and football, the two most popular sports in America as these just, you know, incredibly marketable, incredibly talented biracial unicorns. It's a beautiful thing. Speaking of Steph Curry's parents. Oh, Andy, here we go. Whoa. Did you see 
the story yeah. of Del Curry's rebound girlfriend because he and Sonia Curry are uh, splitting up or divorced or on their way to being divorced. Uh, a young, attractive, age-appropriate uh, blonde woman. And apparently Sonia Curry was at the game in a different section with a age-appropriate middle-aged white guy. Who the, is? The internet then swung into action and said, hold on a second. Were these two married themselves? Yes. And the yes. answer appears to be yes. Now, th- this is going to be an old reference for you, so you're going to have to Google it. Uh, no, this but is it- why I, I said I know Andy's going to know the name of the baseball players who swapped wives. Back oh, in the oh day. yeah, well that that was that was uh, who, Peterson who? and uh, Mike Peterson and, and uh, Peterson and Kekich. Okay, were, uh, uh, and and one of them remained married, the other divorced. But yes, they were couples that were friendly. And uh, they at one point decided that they liked each other's spouses better. So they announced at spring training that they had uh, basically swapped wives. Uh, at just a few years earlier, there was a very popular movie called Bob and Ted and Carol and Alice. And it was just about that. And, it was, and, among, <laughs> and one of the stars of the movie, you'll know her from watching the Showtime Lakers, was Diane Cannon, who used to sit courtside. Okay. Uh, for the Lakers, and and yes, that the, the wife swapping idea is, is nothing new, but but to see it on the grand stage with the Steph Curry parents, oh my God! I, I also believe that, and I've got to uh, I've got to look this up right now on the fly. I believe Tom Watson married fellow tour player, no relation, Dennis Watson's ex-wife. Is that right? So there was a, yes, there was a Watson, there's not quite a wife switch because I don't think Dennis Watson took Tom Watson's ex, but at least Tom Watson, what's that? Watson's Watson's first wife was Jewish. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and and, and he left the club, I think, because it was uh, (laughs) exclusive. Uh, They didn't let people in of the Jewish persuasion. Oh, Oh. boy. Uh, Mm. Let's see here. Uh, uh, Tom Watson and wife swapping on Google.com. Uh, I believe Dennis Watson is now a teaching pro for the David Ledbetter uh, Academy. Yes, Tom Watson's second marriage was to the ex-wife of golfer Dennis Watson. No well, relation. No relation. <laughs> she didn't have to change anything on her checkbook oh, or any God. of her documents. Yeah, that made it pretty easy. That worked out. All right. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on now we're down to a race to first to two of a best to three? Who do you like? Well, I mean, you'd have to favor the team with experience. Plus, they have the home court Boston. two of the three. Oh no, you, no, no, oh, Golden State. Yeah, yeah Golden State. Well, you say you say experience. Do you know the number of games difference in finals experience between Boston and Golden State? It's huge. Isn't yeah. It? Well, Boston, but it's in favor of Boston. No, it's not in favor. I'm, of Boston. I'm sorry. Not. No, excuse me. Yeah, not in favor of Boston. I don't know. I'm, you know what? This is what happens when you do the podcast so early in the morning. I got morning yeah. brain on my head. Yeah, the uh, these the Warriors are more experienced. They got home court, but mm-hmm. I think I think Boston's a better overall team. Right, but it, it does appear that in order for them to win, they have to hit threes, and they haven't been able to consistently do that. Right, and if, if they do that, yeah, I mean, then then they probably can win two out of three. But uh, so far in the four games, it does. It, what have they had? One game where they really that fourth quarter where they had forty points and got really hot. Right, uh, was it game three? Right. So yeah, I don't I don't know if they can do that two out of three games. All right, I'm sort of sad though because you know when the NBA finals finally wraps up 
I feel like it's uh, the roller coaster at the amusement park that comes clackety clacking into the disload platform on the <laughs> sports calendar. I feel like it's that end of the sports calendar year. Yeah, I know there's baseball going on, yada, yada. But it's like, whew, all right, that was a fun ride through the sports roller coaster. Let's do it again. Well, you got to wait until September. Not really, because the NFL training camps open up in late July. Yeah, but that's always always a false thing. You're like, oh, I can't wait for camps. And then they open up, and then you're reminded of how nothing happens. Right, but the NFL has managed to hype these things, and there's always some dramatic story, you know. Oh, my God, Rodgers is not going to show up for the Packers. He's not showing up. He's at yeah. the Packers camp. He's ready to play. Oh, oh okay. Well, I guess that's not a big deal then. <laughs> well, in, in this case, training camp will have a lot of intrigue because there's some juicy stories, notably in Cleveland. And by the way, Andy, I have now found the one thing that you and Deshaun Watson have in common. What is that? I can't imagine. You both bring your own towel oh. with you. Oh, right, but... <laughs> I actually use it for showering purposes. <laughs> Not for nefarious purposes. So no. this was a detail that shook free as yeah. the story continues to unfold involving Deshaun Watson when, his, when he was with the Texans. And apparently towards the end of his reign of unsupervised massage sessions with possibly some Instagram thirst traps, not only was he doling out non-disclosure agreements like they were on a, on a legal pad, just a stack of them, rip one off and say, here, sign this. But he apparently insisted on bringing his own towel to the massage session, which would imply or insinuate some of his own DNA was going to get on that towel. And he mm-hmm. didn't want anyone possessing that towel. So he was going to take the towel with him. I've never heard of this. I mean, pretty much if you get a massage and there's going to be oil or lotion, the masseuse will have a towel with her. Right. That's part of what you pay for. for yes. this. Mas- now, there, there, there's also the, now, the question. For, for Andy's sake, for those that don't know or don't remember, Andy <laughs> belongs to a gym, which you already yes. went to this morning. Good for you. I did. That as part of its affordability appeal, <laughs> lets users bring their own towels to save on a monthly towel fee. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. It's and I and I so like today. Though, How much I is your home, gym? My gym is now twenty five dollars a month. Nice. And it's uh, what? What's the name of it? Golds. Go, oh, it's Golds Gym. Okay. And if you mm-hmm. wanted to not bring a towel to Golds, they charge you how much extra? No, they don't even have towel service. Oh, they don't. It's basic gym. There's no basketball court. There's no swimming pool. If you want to come in and use the machines and uh, you know, okay. lift, they have free weights, things like that. Right. But no, Good no, for you. no, none of that. All right. Yeah. So you bring your own towel, and in the summer, you hang it to dry in the back of your car, which is going to well, be disgusting. I've, I've stopped doing that. That that <laughs> what, I, so so now I've I purchased I purchased towels that I use, and uh, yeah. So what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean you purchase towels? Well, I have I have multiple towels now. I used to have like one gym towel, and I'd use it for the week, but. Uh, it, it really was, was, was too much towel for the week. Yeah. Well, I'd hang it up in the car and it would dry out, but then I realized now nah, that's, that's, that's too much trouble. So it would stink. I just, it would stink up your car, especially in the hot well, summer Well, it was months. only my stink. Well, yeah, and then, it was only my after, stink. It still stink. 
I know, but I have to bring I have to bring other people on the car, and I thought, okay, no, that's so. I haven't done that in years, but no, I don't. I have. No, I'm not telling you how to run your life. You're doing a good job of it as it is. But Thank why you. wouldn't you get three or four towels, and mm-hmm. when you're done, you toss it into the trunk where it can sit and stink up on its own, and then when you get home, you take it out, you throw it right in the washer. That's what pretty much what I do. I have. Okay. I have. There's a there's a pocket in my gym bag. That is ah. for that, and I put the Very dirty good. clothes in there. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So that said, this Deshaun Watson story continues to get more and more uncomfortable wrinkles. Well, what do you think? That, yeah. Go ahead. It, it, it spilled over to the Texans, who have apparently uh, violated, or I don't know if they'll wiggle out of it, but there could be a salary cap violation in that they provided him with a fancy hotel room to have that he these. could have these massages and they provided him with the non-disclosure agreements not the not the actual agreements but the the uh, I guess the form for the uh, so they were complicit in this they they apparently knew what was going on here and then there's the extra layer of intrigue in that Baker Mayfield is still a Cleveland Brown and right. Baker Mayfield is super pissed he has to sit here like some schmuck who did pour his heart out for this team in ups and downs over the course of the last four years, and he's being treated like an afterthought. And what right, are they going to do with him? They've already excused him from this mandatory minicamp this week. So now what? Well, the, the only thing that can happen now, because it, the way things are, are going, it appears that Watson may even be suspended for the entire year. So if, if Watson suspended, the only thing that they may be able to sell him on Mayfield is have a really good year and, you know, and you'll be a free agent off a good year and you can cash in, but he may not want to do that. Um, but at this point, if they trade him, he's not being traded anywhere where he can be a starter. I don't think maybe Seattle where Geno Smith is supposed oh, to be the starter. By the way, uh, I saw a tweet from pro football talk that said, Seahawks are saying that Geno Smith is currently in front in the battle to be starter over Drew Locke, but that it's still fluid going into training camp. People were just killing in the comments saying, this is the most depressing thing I've ever read. Yeah, right. Well, they haven't lived through uh, uh, Beck and, uh, and Grossman. Grossman. So, yeah, so well, but, that was pretty depressing. Well, here's the thing. You know, this is what happens when you voluntarily – cast yourself into the quarterback wilderness, which they did with Russell Wilson, thinking, oh, look at all these draft picks we're going to get back. We're going to get a possible number one quarterback, a starter at least, a QB1 in Drew Locke. And it seems tempting at the time, but man, once you're out in the woods, it is cold. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. Well, we shall see. I think training camp's going to have a lot of intrigue. But basically, uh, the sports roller coaster is going to quickly come into the station here. We've got three more NBA Finals games left. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now I'm going to enjoy the shit out of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals because, or final, because of the fact that it's got two exciting teams and I like hockey. I will conclude this coverage of hockey by asking you, Andy, how much are you watching? Uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see if Tampa wins three straight. I think in, in this day and age of professional sports, to win three straight, that's that's incredible. Um, and, I was going to say, I, what was the last team to win three straight? Might have been uh, was it was it the Islanders who won three straight, or maybe the Oilers after them? It, mm. it was some probably sometime in the eighties, right? The Gretzky, I think the Gretzky I, Oilers I, are the last I, ones to do it. Well, okay, NBA, NBA, the last three straight was the Bulls, right? Yeah, yeah. The Lakers right. thought they had a potential three peat. Pat Riley, mm-hmm. I think, trademarked the phrase mm-hmm. three peat, but then they lost, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they uh, that was. I think they lost to the Pistons. Was that the was that the Pistons first of two? What was it over the Lakers? Might have been. Uh, Don't remember. Let me uh, let me look this up on the fly here. But anyway, so you're not really watching a whole lot of hockey, I assume. No, you watch when you the know, Caps are in it, but it's Caps are in otherwise. first round exit. Good night. See you next fall. <laughs> I, look, I don't blame you. The, you know, hockey is a delicacy that not everybody is into. It's like the sushi of sports. I yeah. watch it because I played just a teensy tiny bit of hockey, and so I appreciate. Uh, the skill level of what's going on, although I don't have a rooting interest necessarily in these finals. Um, the interesting thing is that, you know, you got the finals in the Stanley Cup uh, or in the Stanley Cup ending after the NBA because of their long break this winter that was supposed to be for the Olympics. It turned out they used it for COVID instead. Do you think it's better for hockey to end after basketball? You know what I think we learned from COVID is that doesn't really matter how long these things go. Baseball has has given everything over to the other sports. So really? if, if the yeah, I think so. I mean, if, if the finals end in August now, I don't think it bothers anybody. Um, you know, it used to be oh, the, the American pastime takes over. The, the other sports used to clear out. The NBA finals would wrap up in mid-April, just as baseball season was beginning. You know, when Bill Russell and the Celtics were winning all those titles, right? They were done in April. Now yeah. it's when they start the playoffs. I, I'm a so. little surprised that the NBA did not take advantage of the pandemic to permanently shift their schedule to right. occupy the empty months of summer. I've heard I've heard talk that the NBA should start the season Christmas Day. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's an incredible. I thought they were going to do that. And then you own all of June, all of July. And then you start later. I just don't understand why they didn't seize that. I mean, these arenas in the summer, they're used, they have to air condition them just for a a few thousand fans to see WNBA games. Otherwise, they could be playing, you know, big-time basketball all summer. Maybe the union was like, we're not doing that. We We want to have our summers off. That could be, but but it seems to me that they could vacation in September and October. That's what I think. Although, you know, families have kids, kids are in school. I would be, I would not be shocked if the union was like, fuck that. We're not playing over the summer. <laughs> that's our vacation time, like everybody else in the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And that's that, that, that's how maybe it works. Penguins won two in a row 
in 2016 and 2017. Their run ended by our Washington Capitals. The Mm -hmm. uh, Red Wings won two in a row, uh, going back to 97 and 98. Penguins won two, 91-92. Oilers won two, 87-88. Oilers won two on the other side of that in 85-86. So the, the Oilers almost had five in a row as recently as 84 through 88. So the, and then uh, the Islanders, Islanders, the Islanders, yeah. Islanders did it four years in a row from 80 to 83 under the great Al Arbor as head coach. Right. So, right. Well, yeah, that's that. And I, one of them, I think Ken Morrow, was it? The, one of the uh, Olympic hockey players went right to play for the Islanders. So he won the gold medal with the uh, 80 Miracle on Ice team and ran right into four straight Stanley Cup winners. Pretty exactly. Good. And to think that Tampa, Florida, of all the hockey cities, is possibly going to be blessed with such an amazing team for three straight years. Now, they've sold out that arena. I think I heard on the broadcast, they've got the longest sellout streak in the NHL. So the community has embraced it, and I'm sure there's a lot of Northerners that are retired down there, but it just seems so wrong, doesn't it, that a Canadian team hasn't won the Stanley Cup in like 30 years and the Lightning are poised to win three in a row? How about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Their last cup, I think, was 1967. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's remarkable. And hockey matters there. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it does. All right, let's switch gears here. Jack Del Rio fined $100,000 on Friday by the commander's organization at the direction of head coach Ron Rivera. He wrote a lengthy statement talking about how he disappointed he was in uh, you know, uh, Jack Del Rio's comments regarding January 6th. I've seen your Twitter fire takes. I know you're very passionate about this, Andy. But let me just ask you this simple question. What did this accomplish, this fine and this long no. statement that some people are thinking, I doubt Del Rio himself, or I doubt that uh, Rivera wrote it himself? Yeah, no, I, 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 it accomplished nothing. He needs to be fired. And uh, and and to have them a hundred thousand dollars for someone with a seven figure salary uh, is is not that big a deal. It's, and it's a tax deduction because it's being donated to the D.C. police. Not that that's not a worthy cause, but the move was to fire him and they don't want to fire him. So they think this is going to spackle it over with a hundred thousand dollar fine for someone who whether or not, you know, you could you could actually agree with Del Rio's take on that. But to say it in that forum and to puff his chest out the way he did, knowing he should have known it was going to make headlines, was just stupid. It was a stupid, idiotic thing to do for a franchise that's under fire for 15 other things. It was just dumb. It was, it was dumb. That said, are you saying he should be fired for a single word dust-up? No. I, oh, think, okay. he should be, I think he should be fired for his, his – uh, vigorous defense of his tweet and and to have gone out of his way to make his feelings known that the and he also has not apologized for this that he's comparing what happened at the Capitol to what happened in these riots that happened after the George Floyd killing and other uh, tragedies involving police and African Americans and, and the connection between the two is ridiculous. One was a, a group of people who bought into uh, an unsubstantiated take by the former president that the election was stolen from him. And that, that is just, it was all based on a lie. And I, I don't think 
I don't think he can he can make that case. And if he does, keep it to himself. Tell his friends at the coffee table. Don't tell don't tell the rest of the United States of America for a football team that is just a dumpster fire. All right, fair point. He 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 needlessly introduced something that was non-productive to a team that doesn't need anything that's non-football related. So there's that. His defense stunk last year, so there's that as well. However, why can Kerr and Popovich go on and on with these rants about gun control and nobody says a word about them when there's legitimate counterarguments to everything that they're saying? Would, would, you, would you like to make the case? Uh, and and their, their arguments have come out after these mass shootings. Correct. Would, would, you, would, you, would you like to make the case that they are wrong in, in their takes about what has happened here? No, I, I, no I, I'm not okay. here to argue it because you could do that for hours and hours. I'm saying they spout that and nobody says a word. Del Rio spouts what he does and it's you got to fire him. Yeah, I, I do think you have to fire him. And another but what's reason the, that you. What's the difference, though? They both put but, out arguable political opinions. Only one guy's arguable political opinion is causing people to say he should be fired. Well, I would say this about Del Rio. He's got a, a locker room full of African American players. Now, he's had one of them, Jonathan Allen, who is a team captain, basically say, well, he can say what he wants. I just care about what he does as his defensive coordinator. Okay. That, but I don't believe that that's the, that's the prevailing feeling in the locker room. So I don't really know how he can look at his players and have them believe in him uh, after he says that. I just don't. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, Kerr and, and Popovich, I, 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 maybe there are people who disagree with him, but I think that they would be certainly in the minority. Well, let's see, but you did, now we're into the gun control debate, Andy. There are okay. plenty of people that say the things that Kerr and Popovich are talking about will have no practical impact on what's going on and what happens with gun violence. But we yes, don't there have are time people who can that make debate. that case. Yeah, we yeah, don't have time. Anyway, Del Rio's a jackass, and this was a yeah. complete self-own. And he will be fired probably after this coming year when his defense probably sucks again. Now, there's, yeah. there's high hopes for them to be good this year. I don't know if I see it. I mean, you got, you got uh, you know, Chase Young coming off knee surgery. May not be available to start the year. Right. So, no, I, look, if, if, I'm, if I'm Ron Rivera, and, and Rivera is a defensive guy, he played defense and was a defensive coordinator for at least two teams that I know of, San Diego and Philadelphia, um, he could coach the defense, and they have defensive assistants that they can promote. Uh, and, and I think the, the distraction of having Del Rio around is going to be bigger. I mean, this is going to be a firestorm with mandatory minicamp starting this week. I think he's supposed to have a news conference on Tuesday. Oh, which really? I assume I assume he's already taken down his Twitter account. <laughs> and I assume he's going to say, I'm very sorry for the, he still has not apologized for equating uh, the, the rioting that happened uh, after the Floyd murder with uh, what happened at the Capitol. He still has not apologized for that. He's only apologized for using the term dust up. Uh, so I think he's going to make a statement. I doubt he's going to answer questions and they're going to hope that it makes it go away. And then once the questioning starts after the practices, it's all going to be, only about football. Well, he won't answer any questions about yeah. the tweet. There's going to be a million more columns written about this. Everyone's lining up to dunk on Del Rio. So, all right, go ahead. Have your fun. Hey, uh, did you watch any of the LIV golf tournament over the weekend? I, I did not. What uh, I understand, you had to watch it online. Is that right? Yes. You had to go to their website or YouTube or Facebook. Now, what did you think? <laughs> I, 
to me, it's one of the most fascinating things in sports. Charles Schwartzel won $4.7 mm-hmm. That's his biggest payday ever, biggest payday in the history of golf for a single tournament. Uh, he hadn't won since 2016. Uh, only one of the show ponies they paid big money to come over finished in the top 10. That was Dustin Johnson. Mickelson was meh, you know, middling at best. And what's interesting is that the last place guy, someone named Andy Ogletree, yeah. shot 24 over par and yet still made $120,000. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just wondering, look, the Saudis have infinity money. They're going to peel mm-hmm. more stars away from the PGA Tour. Patrick Reed said he's coming. They've got Bryson DeChambeau coming. Uh, Pat Perez, who went on a podcast this winter and ripped this LIV tour, said he would never jump ship. His loyalty, he's like, yeah, I'm here. (laughs) And so he's going to come. But they only have, Andy, 48 players in a field. At some point, they'll bump the Andy Ogletrees for slightly better players. But the ocean of great golfers is far deeper than 48 guys. Well, also now that they're going to, you know, the PGA says you can't play. Okay, so you can't be in the John Deere Classic. But if you want to play the majors, you can. So currently, yes. Although here's going to be the real where the rubber meets the road. To get into the majors, aside from qualifying, like at the U.S. Open, to go through the grueling qualifying process, you have to have a certain amount of world golf ranking points. Right. And there is a board made up of the governing bodies of, of the game that determine who gets world golf ranking points. And right now, they're saying to the Live Tour, you're not getting any world golf ranking points. So it's going to be hard for these guys to make it into the majors based on the fact that they won't have any world golf ranking. Yeah, well, again, that's, that's you know, it, it depends on how many guys go. You know, f- to me, Phil Mickelson going there for $200 million at the age of 51 I don't see that as a huge blow to the PGA Tour. No, um, his I, PGA know. Tour career was almost over. He right. was headed for so, the Senior Tour. So I, I don't see I don't see that. And getting Dustin Johnson, yeah, that's that seems to be a pretty big deal. But can the PGA Tour survive without Dustin Johnson? Yeah, I think so. See, that's right? the thing. Uh, they they can survive having lost almost all of them because they're all replaceable. There's more guys coming up. The only guy that moved the needle was the guy that could get you in front of the TV with your Chinese food on Sunday watching golf you would not normally watch, and that's the big cat, Mr. Red Shirt Black Pants, Tiger Woods. Right. And he's, right. he's one inch from being retired himself. Well, the, the only thing that's happening with him now is when he gets to Sunday, he plays at like 8 o'clock in the morning. That doesn't help my <laughs> Sunday routine. I need, him, I need him out there at 6 o'clock wearing red, competing. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, did you drink water today at the gym, after the gym? Did you hydrate, hydrate, hydrate? Oh, yeah. Okay. I always I always bring my uh, Under Armour bottle with me and, uh, and drink while I work out. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you believe that you should drink eight glasses of at least eight ounces of water a day? No. Okay, good. Because a new study is out saying there is absolutely no scientific evidence for that old eight by eight maxim. I agree. Yeah, you drink when you're thirsty, but you should drink. You shouldn't let yourself get dehydrated. Right. You should drink water instead of sodas, obviously, including diet sodas. I know that, but I'm working hard to cure my habits. But the eight by eight, it's just pure myth. It's like when you're thirsty, your body will tell you, and then you'll take a drink. Exactly. Yeah. All right. 
Andy, on with your Sunday, my friend. We will talk next week. Thank you. All right, Jack. Take there care. There you go. All right. Thank you for listening. Oh, there we go. Turn my mic back up. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a great Monday. We are off and running with a new week, and we will see you tomorrow. I'm paying my dues to make it. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway, all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com.